Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Junkyard Dogcast. we got another instant reaction show. I am your host, Jordan Hill. Coming to you at 1246 Eastern Time on Sunday. We are just a few minutes removed from the college football playoff announcement, we found out that Georgia is, in fact, the number one seed as we anticipated after Saturday's SEC championship victory. Georgia's going to be playing Ohio State, the number four seed in the Peach Bowl. That game is going to be Saturday, New Year's Eve, December 31st at 8 p.m. in Atlanta. Georgia gets the number one seed. Ohio State's the number four seed. The other game is going to be number two, Michigan, playing number three, TCU out in Arizona as part of the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, just want to do a quick uh, episode. We'll probably just go 10, 15 minutes about the playoff. Um, early thoughts, uh, thoughts on just how this playoff shook out. Uh, we talked about this with Kip last night and sort of previewing what we thought would happen today. And this played out exactly as I expected. Georgia gets the number one seed. I don't think that was in question. I don't think Michigan was in question at all being the number two seed. Lots of questions, a lot of talk about what the final two seeds would be. Last night, I predicted that it was going to be TCU number three and Ohio State number four, and I think the committee got it right. I think that TCU goes undefeated, had several impressive victories throughout that season, having already beaten Kansas State once, beaten Texas, um, beaten some really good teams, and what was a pretty competitive Big 12 where you didn't see a whole lot of separation and didn't see really other than TCU um, you know, many teams really dominate the competition. I think they deserve the three seed. Uh, there was some talk. People were concerned or wondering if the committee would try to avoid a Michigan-Ohio State rematch in the semifinals. They did that with this bracket, the fact that it's Georgia-Ohio State. But truthfully, I mean, you know, that might have been part of the discussion, but I think they got it right in that I didn't think Ohio State should have been the three seed. I think that Michigan was very much locked in number two. And I, I think uh, TCU was deserving of the number three seed. Uh, you come back in that Kansas State game on Saturday in the Big 12 championship game. Honestly, it looked like early on there was a legitimate chance that Kansas State might have blown TCU out, which in that case I think it would have been by all means uh, proper to drop them to four. Or, I mean, they may have even dropped out of the playoff altogether if that game gets out of hand and you get into a situation where you're comparing a one-loss TCU who you know maybe loses by two or three scores to an Alabama team that both of their losses came on the last play. I think if that's the case, 
Uh, Alabama probably does get in and gets that number four seed. So TCU, uh, Max Duggan, what an incredible effort. If you guys did not watch any of that game on Saturday or even just that fourth quarter, I mean, that dude just balled out, left it all on the table. Um, I think he was probably feeling it today. And they showed TCU when the announcement was made. And everybody kind of got up and, and Max Duggan was kind of sitting there. I'm not quite so sure he could have gotten up. He uh, he left it all on the line on Saturday. That was very impressive. Uh, but I think this is uh, the way it should have played out. I think that Georgia truly does get a huge advantage, which it seemed really clear after yesterday's win that they would be playing in Atlanta. Um, you know, what a huge advantage that is for Georgia in terms of travel and just logistics. And uh, Georgia's hoping that the third time is the charm when it comes to playing in Atlanta and that they just continue having success that they've had uh, in Mercedes-Benz this year. They start the year 49-3 to over Oregon. On Saturday, they win 50-30 to over LSU. Uh, it uh, is definitely going to be um, a home crowd. I am really, really intrigued what the Ohio State crowd will look like. I think there will be a significant Buckeye contingent in that game, but still, as it was talked about all throughout this week, this is in Georgia's backyard. Um, it, it'll definitely be Georgia with the majority of fans, and it'll be really fascinating just to see what it looks like. Um, looking at this game a little bit, you know, obviously we've got 27 days until this game is played, so we are going to break this thing down, you know, any any way we can over the uh, days and weeks to come. Initially, I think Georgia's in pretty good shape, but I do think, you know, truthfully, this entire bracket, I, I could see any one of these teams winning as far as the semifinals matchup. I do think Ohio State's dangerous. I think that C.J. Stroud is a very talented quarterback. Their receivers are outstanding. Marvin Harrison Jr. among them. Um, they uh, are going to give issues, and, and to me – you can't help after the way that game played out yesterday for Georgia. To me, the, the entire story for right now is Georgia's secondary. How, can they kind of lock in after giving up over 500 passing yards against LSU? To LSU, you know, not all these yards were by Garrett Nussmeyer, but he threw for a ton of yards in that second half. Uh, need to see guys like Keely Ringo and the rest of the secondary for that matter because it was not just Keeley that had some mistakes in that game against LSU. They're going to have to lock in. And, um, you know, we've seen in big moments when they've played big games, specifically I think about that Tennessee game, uh, that secondary played really, really well. was not perfect by any means. And you, you can't expect perfection in some of these moments in some of these big games. Um, but you do need to see them bring their A game and, uh, this is going to be a really important stretch for them in you know, roughly about four weeks' time uh, to really get things figured out and uh, get settled in because uh, this is going to be a big matchup. I'll be really curious just to see what the early line is. I, I imagine Georgia will be a favorite, but probably, probably not by much. I mean, I would, off the top of my head, the fact it is at home, you know, I'd say maybe four or five points. Uh, you know, I could be wrong, maybe – uh, people are a little bit uh, higher on Georgia, but uh, you know I think Georgia will be a favorite. But I do think this Ohio State team is very much capable of beating Georgia um, if it has an off day, and especially if C.J. Stroud gets things going uh, through the passing game. Something that was really interesting to me looking at this bracket 
and uh, just sort of thinking about this is going to be Georgia's third trip to the playoff. They have gone 2-0 and in the semifinals or two previous trips. Played for the national title in 2017, lost to Alabama, played for it in January and beat Alabama. So this is going to be the first time that Georgia is the only SEC team in the playoff when Georgia has made the playoff. Um, and so, you know, it's been Alabama and kind of having to get over the hump against Alabama, which they did in January. Uh, I think there were a few nervous people about Alabama maybe sneaking in here. And I don't know. I mean, I thought it, it was possible, but I thought just based on the way that TCU game went, based on the fact TCU was undefeated, if TCU had a loss coming into yesterday and lost to Kansas State, you know, it would have been debatable because that was a really good Kansas State team. I think they were number 10 in the college football playoff going into Saturday's game. Uh, but they would have definitely been vulnerable of having been moved out in favor of the Crimson Tide. And I know a lot of fans, I, I can speak just from, you know, people I know, friends, family that, that are Georgia fans, they were texting me like, can Alabama get in? You know, surely Alabama can't get in. You know, that that was a legitimate fear, but they don't have to worry about that now. Alabama is the first team out. And uh, we're going to see sort of the rollout of the bowl games as the afternoon goes on. Uh, I was going to just read off a few of the quotes that Kirby Smart had just in a really brief appearance he had on the ESPN telecast, just talking about Ohio State's sort of initial thoughts. Uh, Kirby said he was just excited. Quote was, what a program, what a great job, Ryan, as in Ryan uh, Day, the Ohio State head coach. Uh, What a great job Ryan's done there. They've got a lot of really good players. Uh, Kirby pointed out that a lot of the guys on Ohio State were guys that Georgia that Georgia recruited and went after, and, and I'm sure it's vice versa with Ohio State. Uh, Kirby talked about uh, that this will be a premier matchup, which our guys love is uh, what his quote was on that. Uh, was pretty interesting as that interview went on. Uh, Kirby brought up that Ohio State did not have a Big Ten uh, championship game. They were not in that conference title game on Saturday. So they kind of had uh, a week to rest up. Um, you know, Obviously, they couldn't really prepare for Georgia because it wasn't clear uh, what the matchup would be. You know, they, they probably had some support staffers looking at some film, things like that, but probably had uh, people looking at multiple teams trying to get ready in case they had this game. Uh, so... Uh, you know, it's going to be something to uh, keep an eye on as far as what the next few weeks look like. If you're listening to this early afternoon on Sunday, we're going to talk to Kirby on a teleconference at 4 p.m. Eastern time, have a chance to talk to him and just get ready, Um, initial thoughts, things like that. And uh, from there going forward, there's not going to be very many media availabilities, I don't think, in the next few Days and weeks, it'll probably be a little bit closer to the championship, uh, rather the semifinals, the playoff semifinals. Uh, that will get a chance to talk to Kirby and some players as well. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I think that's going to about do it. You know, initial thoughts. Uh, this is what I thought should have happened as far as it being uh, Georgia and Ohio State. I think it's going to be a really challenging matchup for Georgia. Uh, but I do think Georgia's got the talent to win this game and go on to the national championship. But uh, I think the committee got it right on the whole. I think they put the four teams that deserve to be here. I think that they put them in the order they deserved. I don't think it was necessarily trying to avoid um, a rematch of the game and uh, you know putting Michigan and Ohio State where they were. So we'll wrap it up there. We'll have another podcast on Tuesday just talking about 
sort of uh, our thoughts, the path forward for Georgia. Also, recruiting news. Be watching uh, tonight, I believe, at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Samuel Mpemba and Edge Rusher is going to announce where he's going to school. Seems like Georgia's in pretty good shape there, but we'll find out. And you can obviously uh, stay tuned in on the website and be looking for content and the stories that come out of that. So I'm going to wrap that, wrap it up. Let's see. Just got a tweet that says Georgia opens as a seven-point favorite, Michigan as a nine-point favorite. I'm not sure which book that is. I will say seven points, uh, you know, it's, I think that's a little bit a little bit high. Um, I would say maybe five, six points, but uh, obviously Georgia's rolling right now, and I, I guess I can see that. But I, I know Ohio State is uh, going to come in fired up and um, acknowledging, too, that you know Michigan was able to really bully them and um, give them issues. So we'll see how that line moves in the next few days and weeks and see what that looks like. So I'm going to wrap this uh, podcast up. Appreciate everybody for listening and subscribing and checking out our work. Uh, I'll uh, finish it up there. Appreciate you guys, and until next time, take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.